everybody. Welcome back to Alpha Mom Wellness Radio. This is episode number three. And I'm back with my wonderful co-host, Paula Williams. And welcome, Paula. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Katanya. Thanks for having me. Always a great time here on Alpha Mom Radio. I'm super excited. So today, Paula and I are going to discuss uh, cavities and cavity prevention, primarily in kids, but of course, this can apply to all of us. So let's, without any further ado, Paula, do you have anything you want to start with talking about cavity prevention? Well, you know, I love that you picked this topic. Obviously, you know, we've got the holidays coming up and there's lots of sugar being consumed. And and one of the things that we really think about with cavities is that they are caused by sugar. And so I would just love to hear from you about what is it that you know about cavities and cavity prevention that maybe we are missing? Is there something that we, you know, like a a misnomer about how cavities get started and how to prevent them? So let me tell you about what the anatomy of teeth so that we can then talk about sugar on our teeth and then we can talk about what sugar does inside our bodies. So our teeth are not, they're not just rocks or or stones or, you know, some hard uh, non-hollow object in our mouth. They are actually full of little tubules that run throughout all of our teeth. So Mm. they are getting, they are getting a flood of nourishment through these tubules. This nourishment comes from the blood. So our bloodstream flows into our jaw and then it goes, that blood, the, the flow ends up going into what's called the dentinal fluid, which is the flow through these little tiny t- thousands of miles of little tubules in our teeth, and that fluid brings the, nu- the nutrients from our blood into our teeth, and it also has a directional flow. So it flows, ideally the way it's supposed to flow is from the inside of our teeth to the outside of our teeth. So it's bringing nourishment, it's cleansing them, but it's also flowing outward and pushing, pushing things like the acid we talked about from sugar and the sugar from the surface of our teeth, it's actually keeping that stuff out of the inside of our teeth and off, you know, away from the surface of mm. our teeth. So it's a constant flushing. So our wow. teeth are vibrant and alive. So they're flushing constantly. They have this flow. However, that flow can also be either diminished or it can be reversed. And so here's where things go bad. So let's go back to talking about the sugar on top of our teeth. We also know sugar on our teeth is not good. We do want to, we do want to get rid of it. But what's worse is that what, what the sugar does to your blood sugar, so we get a blood sugar spike from eating sugar or a processed carbohydrate, that blood sugar spike leads to mineral changes in our blood, which cause this dentinal flow in our teeth to change direction. So it goes in the opposite direction than it's supposed to. And so instead of outwardly flushing and and nourishing our teeth with minerals, it can reverse and go backwards and it starts pulling things into the the enamel of our teeth from our mouths. So So even if you don't have a sugary snack still in your mouth or you brushed your teeth or whatever, we still have you know, bacteria and all sorts of stuff are all sorts of stuff going on in our mouths. And if that flush is going in the reverse direction, we're getting all sorts of stuff inside our teeth that, that it doesn't don't belong there. And yeah. that's how cavities start. So wow. it's really an interesting it's it's this cool thing you think about sugar on the teeth, but then you gotta think really deep that that, right. that sugar is doing in the body 
reversing that flow of those nutrients. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. I, and just like you said, <laughs> I had to go way back to the anatomy of teeth. And, and I've been thinking about, you know, obviously we're, we're taught from the time we're very, very young that our health is determined by the health of our teeth. I mean, our teeth, the health of our teeth is connected to so much of the health of our body. But I was just thinking about how, you know, dry mouth or cotton mouth or these sorts of things that occur. Um, I had no idea that, I mean, I knew they were bad and, you know, I have different experiences with that, but this is what you're talking about with, you know, diminishing the flow or reversing the flow. That's where things really, really go bad. This is so interesting. Exactly. Exactly. I know. It's so cool. So, so the, so the couple of things that affect this. So we talked about that, that dentinal fluid flow is full of nutrients. So not only do we want to keep it flowing in the right direction, but we want to make sure that there's that it's full of nutrients that that, that our blood and then that additional right. that fluid is full of nutrients. So mm. the other aspect of eating is to make sure that we're getting a, a very nutrient rich diet so that that fluid can nourish those teeth. So proper direction yeah. and the the nutrients in there. Yeah, exactly. That's um, that makes total sense. So do we want to talk about a few ways to kind of go about this? Because I know it's kind of a kind of a big one and we can we can break it down and start simple let's do it you know let's let's get into it I know that people out there want to know how to go about having you know the best teeth health that they can and you've broken it down already into two you know pretty major um, components so go with it I'd love to hear okay so one of the um, one of the most important things to think about because we're talking about sugar and then we're also talking about nutrients in the same topic is that we can talk about things that block nutrient absorption in our bodies, and then these same things are frequently the causes of elevated blood sugar in our bodies. So one of the biggest things, and I have already brought it up, but it's, it's really a big part of the American diet, and it's something that by removing or limiting, we can make a huge impact on teeth, and that is processed carbohydrates. So, uh-huh. so sugar, of course, candy, soda, all of that, we're kind of, that's kind of a given. We're just going to shove that over to the side and say, that's not good to sit in your teeth, nor is that good to go in to your blood sugar. But let's right. look at the things that maybe we're not sure of. Maybe, you know, we think, well, you know, crackers and goldfish and maybe, oh, those fruit leathers and those fruit gummies. And, you know, isn't that full of nutrients for kids? It's kind of a treat, but, you know, it's fruit too, right? So, <laughs> yeah, we should probably talk a little bit about that. So those dried fruit, you know, gummies, um, sure, they have a few of the nutrients that fruit has in them, but they have a ton of added sugar, and it's also concentrated, you know, even if it's a dried leather, dried fruit leather, you're just concentrating fruit, you've removed all of the water, and now you've taken about 10 apricots and turned it into a little tiny fruit leather that now your kid is going to eat, What when he could never sit down and eat 10 apricots, and that's a lot of sugar, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly, so, yeah. So we want to be thinking about those kind of things, those fruit leathers and fruit gummies, and then we want to be thinking about just all the grains and crackers, even if they're, you mm. know, whole grain and, and bran and they've got, you know, flax seeds and all that stuff that they try to make them seem healthy. This is pro- right. These are processed, processed carbs, you know. These are things that they really, they're going to turn straight into blood, straight into sugar in your blood, pretty much just like a teaspoon of sugar. Yeah. 
So those are really a big one when you're talking about kids and families um, because that's such a go-to snack. And then another big one that I really have to harp on is um, sports drinks like Gatorade, full of sugar. And, you know, if a kid is out running for 45 minutes in a soccer game, they really don't even need an electrolyte drink at that, at that, you know, they're not really losing that, that much. They're, right. Right. They're not really sweating that much probably. And they're not, they're not needing much electrolytes for that, but the sugar that they're getting in that is an absolute, you know, no, no, there's nowhere near the amount. They don't need that amount of sugar unless they're running like a marathon, you know? Yeah. So sports drinks and all these processed crackers and cookies and graham crackers and all those things, because we think that kids need their carbs for energy. Well, those are the things that are turning straight into sugar in our blood. And then those are the things that even hours after we ate are going to affect that dental fluid, fluid flow in our teeth and cause cavities, even though you might have brushed your teeth after the gummy snacks or, you know, whatever you ate. Uh, wow. I know. I mean, really? It blows my mind, Katanya. Really? I'm so, um, this is so enlightening to hear this. So, yeah, keep going. Okay, so that's number one. We're gonna, <clears throat> we want to avoid sugary snacks and then c- processed carbohydrates. How do we replace those? We replace those mm-hmm. with fruits and vegetables. We replace them with, you know, cheeses and even beef jerkies and some nuts and, uh, you know, just real food. Maybe you just have a piece of turkey or, you know, your veggie or your soup from your lunch. You know, let's just snack on real food. I know it's not always easy for little ones, but trying to get, uh, you know, just those little finger foods, but that aren't those coming out of a box. If it's not coming out right. of a box, you cut it at home, you know, it's just, it's much better, you know, put it in a little baggie and take it to go. Yep. So the next thing is, we'll, then we'll skip back to the side of adding nutrients into our diet. Diet. So now that we've removed these, the processed carbohydrates, we've removed that sugar load. We've also removed a whole class of, of foods that really aren't that nutrient dense. And they're also blocking nutrients. When we eat um, a bunch of crackers or we eat a bunch of bread or, a, you know, with our, with our high-nutrient, you know, meats and vegetables, a mm-hmm. lot of that gets blocked by those grains in, in our stomachs. So, you know, moms are so worried about getting their kids their calcium and their magnesium and all those things. Well, they're feeding them all those crackers and breads, and they're actually blocking the good things out of the foods, they're, the good foods that they are feeding them in that, in that meal. So wow, and I'm really yeah. glad that you went back around to that because I had that when you said, you know, the one thing, couple things that affect nutrition, and there's a, a piece that blocks the nutrition, and mm-hmm. I was like trying to question what that is. So it's the crackers and the carbs, the breads and the different things that are actually blocking the nutrition. Yeah, it's really in it's in grains. Yeah. Yep. So it's, yep. it's 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 grains. There's other. There's definitely others, and there are yeah. there's there's these. Um, they're called phytic acids, and they're different things. In, but in, they're in plants. They're in all plants. But they're in mm-hmm. the highest amount in grains. And the thing with grains is what we have to understand, we don't always think of it, is that grains are seeds. And right. seeds, what seeds are, as we all know, we plant a seed in the ground, we water it, and three or four months later it turns into a plant. Well, that seed has to make it from whenever the plant dropped it, probably the previous fall. It has to make it all the way until the next spring, when it has the right environment to then to then start growing. And what yeah. protects that seed, and, and oftentimes that, you know, the seed passes through the intestinal tract of an animal and it gets pooped 20 miles away and then, 
you know, and then it falls into some snow and then, you know, I mean, it can, it can stay dormant for years actually. <laughs> so that what keeps those seeds protected and dormant is their outer shell, their outer layer, as well uh-huh. as chemicals in it, chemicals in the outer part of that seed that makes them not yummy, not palatable, um, not able to, you know, bite and cut and break through very easily. And also can also make animals sick if they eat too many of them. So that's their protective uh-huh. mechanism. They're just this little tiny ball that's like a little infant, but if it didn't have this very protective layer. So that's yeah. what makes grains, turns them into anti-nutrients, is that outer layer and those chemicals in them that protect them. So unless, you know, there, there are ways, if you really want to go into it, there's ways you can, you can prepare grains to, to break down some of those anti-nutrients and the, the outer layer and stuff like that, um, mm. you know, Society well, did that for years. They'd pound their grains and then they'd soak them overnight. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of that kind of stuff a lot. Well, exactly. And I'm so, I'm so loving this. Um, I, I think there's a whole other segment on um, grains and and everything. Preparing just yeah, preparing them and and making the use of them. It's it's really exciting stuff. But um, you know, going back to I love the explanation, the visual on how you just laid that out about how they block the nutrition and this being the piece that um, is disrupting and, and reversing the flow of the dental fluid. So, you know, back to the cavity part, mm-hmm. what what else can we do then to, um, so we're talking about adding the nutrients. So let's mm-hmm. go back to that piece. Yeah. Okay. So adding the nutrients in. So some of the foods that we need to be eating, we need to be eating both cooked and raw veggies, because we do get some different nutrients when we cook the veggies. Um, mm. We need to make sure the kids are getting healthy fats, because one of the most important things about fat in, a, in our diets is that it helps other nutrients be absorbed and used properly. So, again, we're talking right. about, you know, the fact that just because you eat something doesn't necessarily mean your body's able to use it. So another way to augment that the absorption and the breakdown and the assimilation of all the different nutrients we need for our teeth is by getting healthy fats in our meals. For example, putting, you know, salad dressing or a, a good healthy like olive oil and vinegar sure. on your salad on a on a vegetable actually can increase the absorption of nutrients from that vegetable by up to 20%. Yeah. Right. So whether, yeah, so whether it's, you know, broccoli, you steam broccoli, put a little grass-fed butter on it, you know, put a little olive oil on it. Whether it's a salad, you put some healthy olive oil and vinegar on it, helps really get glean all those nutrients out of those foods. And then, you know, the other, depending on, you know, whether you're vegetarian or, you know, you eat meat, whatever, you've got to, you've got to get your proteins in, you've got to get your fats in right. there, and you need to keep those fats and protein and, and those meals lower carbs so that, you know, again, you don't. We don't want a big heaping thing of rice as the center of the, of the plate. We really want mm-hmm. our vegetables and our and our protein and our and our fats in there, really as a center center of the plate. And you know, some of the some of the most amazing superfoods are you know some of the green veggies, and then you know things like egg, egg yolks. Eggs and egg yolks are one of the healthiest things for kids to eat. They're full of saturated mm-hmm. fat, which we're all afraid right. of. But they're they're full of nutrients. I mean, we need that saturated fat. Growing kids need that yeah. saturated fat. So you've got choline in the egg and all sorts of nutrients in the egg, um, you know. And then the, you want to have your, your proteins and you want to have your meats with some of the fats on them. We don't want to take the skin off and take the fat off and, and make it look like just a, this little piece of, of muscle meat. We want to eat more right. of the, you know, more around it, more of the animal. And then 
And then, you know, mix that with your veggies and both cooked and raw and then get those fats in there. Those are, those are really, really important things right there. Hmm. Love it. Love it. That's, that's incredible. So what, what next then? So now we've added the nutrients back in. And so, um, what, what else is there for prevention of the cavity? So this is like, um, avoiding the, the wrong nutrients and adding the right nutrients, but what else can we do to avoid the cavity? Well, and then some of the nutrients that I really feel that we need to get, we don't, it's very hard to get from food. So when I work with people, I put them on a few nutrients that are supplements that really need, especially if we're actually trying to heal a cavity or reverse, you know, sort of reverse a cavity. Now, a a cavity can't be fully, like, reversed. You're always going to see it if, you know, if it's a visible cavity. It's always going to be, you know, once it's been sort of eaten away, you're always going to see it, but it actually can sort of, it's almost like it heals over. So it'll be kind of the clear enamel, you know, covering over it. So it still may look, you still may be able to see the cavity, but it actually can be arrested. They can actually be healed over. I've never heard that. That's awesome. So for prevention, but specifically if we're really working to stop or heal cavities, vitamin D is one of the most important important nutrients. There were studies done earlier in the early to mid-1900s um, of a couple of doctors, I believe they're in England, named, it was Mr. and Mrs., I believe he was the doctor, and then she helped him do her studies. Their last name was Milanby. And they did studies where they had, like, three different groups, and the, the diets were slightly different. And, of course, the diet that removed most of the grains was the best diet. But they left some people on, a, you know, oatmeal. But what they did was they added in vitamin D, you know, supplemental vitamin D. And the, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a world of difference just by adding in a little bit of vitamin D. So making mm-hmm. sure our vitamin Ds are at optimal levels is really, really important. And then the other vitamin, the other nutrients that are really important, um, vitamin A and vitamin K2. And now these are both really hard to get, especially from a modern, modern diet. But oh. vitamin K2 can be supplemented. And the most important place that it comes in food, though, is butter. It comes uh-huh. in a high-end grass-fed butter or ghee. It'll be in ghee as well. But you can get grass, mm-hmm. you know, grass-fed butter that's nice and yellow. That's going to give you a little bit of vitamin K2. Another place you can get vitamin K2 is fermented foods like sauerkraut, like we talked about in our last podcast. So yeah, okay. yeah, those are a couple places to get K2. And then vitamin A is is also a very tricky one. Vitamin A is not beta carotene it's not what comes from carrots beta carotene is the precursor to active vitamin a and a lot of our bodies don't make don't convert beta carotene super efficiently to vitamin a so vitamin a can end up being a pretty um common deficiency in Hmm. most modern people but so sources of vitamin a which makes things a little trickier the number one source of vitamin a is liver uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. Right. And I know that's a hard one and I'm going to be working on that with everybody including you Paula. <laughs> it's a hard one to, that that one's a hard one, but liver really is the probably the most nutrient-rich food on this planet. It's got all the minerals in there to do the job that the liver does, which is a really big job in the body. And contrary to what a lot of people think whenever they say, "Ooh, isn't the liver the filter and it holds keeps all that right. junk?" No, what Thank it you is. For going there. The, yes. <laughs> It is, it is the filter, it is the cleaning factory, but it cleans and then it ships all that junk away. Right. So it, it has yeah. the cleanest, you know, it has those, the filters that are cleaned every day and they're, 
and they have all the nutrients to transform. It's not really filtering. It's transforming and packaging everything into another form and then sending it out. So it's really just like, it's like Amazon headquarters. Everything comes in there and they package it up and send it out to you. You know, they're not keeping all that stuff there. They're just, they have all the tools and all the equipment and all the people to package it properly and send it out. So you have the best analogies for remembering (laughs) um, how this stuff is operating. (laughs) I absolutely love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I I need to explain it a lot, so I've thought through these things a lot. So, okay, so so the liver contains a lot of these nutrients. Vitamin A is is highest in liver. Um, We can supplement. So one of the best ways to get vitamin A, preformed vitamin A, is from cod liver oil. And you can also do that in capsule form. So that is a way to do it. And I put put almost all of my clients and patients on – um, a cod liver oil that oh. it, you get the vitamin A, you get the vitamin D, and then they also have a butter oil. So instead of eating the butter, which is a great way to do it, you can also keep, take that a little extra butter in a capsule. And so you get the vitamin A, D, and K right there. Mm. So those are the big three three biggies. And then, of course, all those minerals that the, the teeth and bones need. So we can talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. that too, where we want to get mm-hmm. those. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to talk more about that. But what was the capsule you said that has A, D, and K2? It is a, it's actually a fermented cod liver oil. And there are only a couple of companies that do this. The fermentation process is because it's it's the most gentle way of extracting the cod liver oil. It's not heated um, so it doesn't destroy the, the nutrients. Right. And the, fer- the fermentation process, as again, as we talked about in the fermentation podcast, um, brings out even more of the nutrients in, in the existing um, substrate. So nice. it's, it's a very high, yeah, very high in minerals in the A, D, and then the K2 comes from the butter oil or butter yeah. or fermented foods. Right. Oh, I love it. That is fantastic. Great information. Okay. So moving on to what was the next piece that you were going to share with us then? Well, then just getting the, uh, the, all the minerals, the other minerals as well that come that, mm-hmm. that we need to be a part of our teeth. So, you know, the biggies, we, we all think of calcium, um, right. magnesium, zinc, um, and phosphorus is another one. And phosphorus plays a role in that, that blood sugar up and down thing. So one mm-hmm. way to just keep your phosphorus in a, in a healthy level is by keeping your blood sugar low. Your phosphorus kind of automatically stays high, yeah. So we don't want to we don't want to run out and be buying phosphorus pills and calcium pills. You know, we can all of this all of this comes in food forms, and it's the best way to do it. But we just want to know how to how to optimize. So so some of the best forms of some of the best places to get calcium are our leafy greens, um, yeah. from fish, um, from lentils, and um, those are, those are primary, and bone broth soup is another fabulous place to get all, mm-hmm. all of those minerals that I just spoke about. One other way, and it's, again, um, a little bit harder for some people, most kids love tuna fish. One of the best ways to get an, some extra calcium is by buying canned fish, and what I buy is canned salmon. It's in a tall, uh, tall can, and it's, it's wild-caught salmon, and it has the bones in there. And the way that they cook the fish and can it, those bones become just soft. Like you just, you mash them right up, you turn it, right. maybe you, you put your mayo in there, and you just tell your kids it's tuna. It's absolutely the same thing, but you've got the bones, they're bone in, 
and they'll never know it because they're completely soft, and then you're getting a bunch of calcium. So that's a great way to boost your calcium. Mm, that's fantastic. My husband eats the canned salmon that has the bones in it. So yep. good for him, I'll be able to tell him he's absolutely. doing all the right things. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, let's see. So phosphorus, magnesium, I mean, really, magnesium, all those uh, phosphorus, magnesium, and all those things are coming from you just you have to eat a wide variety. You've got to eat all your veggies, you got to eat some, you know, a few legumes are good. Um, lentils are a really good one. Um, just yeah. get that broccoli in, put some butter on it, and, you know, put butter on everything. Your kids will love it. You know, just get those veggies in, right. steam, them, steam them a little bit and put some butter on them. You can't really go wrong. Well, this is what's so great, too, is um, our the awareness and the understanding of that with that time period, and you and I can remember it growing up, that, you know, circle slash the butter no butter it's you know the high cholesterol and all this stuff and now it's no 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 now we understand the importance of these good high quality solid fats i mean they're good for so many things so when you're talking about being able to add the nutrition back in for healthy teeth but also for brain productivity and you know all sorts of things so uh it's it's great to be discussing how to go back to the basics of natural forms of eating and what's good for what. So right. thanks for it. I mean, yeah, clearing so much of this up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And, you know, again, the whole, our whole uh, sort of topic of um, our theme of going back to the basics, you know, go back to the kinds of fats that our great-grandmothers were eating. Even, I mean, lard right. and the, the natural animal butters that come from a healthy grazing animal, um, you know, their yeah. milk and their butter, and then, you know, some of the others like coconut milk and olive oil and some of the all the, the nut oils are all real healthy, other ways to get get some of those healthy mm. fats in there. So, you know, this it really isn't it's it's simple. It's not easy, but it is simple right. to right. to avoid those processed carbs for the sugar and for the the nutrient blocking. We bump up our and so we replace those with more veggies and more healthy fats and get your healthy proteins in. And then we supplement here and there. It's really not, doesn't have to be a huge part of it. Um, and then you just focus on filling your child's diet or your diet with the things that you're going to literally just take. You took out all those, those crappy processed carbs. Now what are we replacing it with? That's kind of all it is. I mean, it, I, it, I realize that's very simplistic, but really it has <laughs> to be. We, we want to make it simplis- simple right, and right. just remove the things that are blocking the body's natural ability to keep the teeth healthy. And well, and the nice thing is, that, you know, you yeah, you say that it sounds simplistic, but what you've done here is you really, really have laid out a very effective game plan for people. That I mean, it's really simple for you, but for a lot of us, um, it's kind of a mystery. So we end up kind of just going with, you know, what we think we know. But you literally have, in a very simple way, laid out a very nice game plan. One thing um, that I did want to talk a little bit about, we have a few minutes left here, is um, so what are some of your, I know on your blog you have a thing about top picks for toothpaste and and different powders, and that's Mm -hmm. always something that I'm looking to talk about is, um, you know, I'm sure I am not using a good toothpaste, so help me out here for, you know, helping to keep my teeth clean and healthy. Okay, yeah, I do. I just put that up on my website, so that's a really easy way to go and check out. Um, and you just can click right on them, and they'll take you to where you can buy them. Um, top picks for toothpaste and tooth powders. So, just real quick, I'm going to get into a little bit of why I recommend the ones that I do and what's wrong with normal toothpaste. 
So yeah, a really big uh, bone of contention, and you know, I might catch some flack for this too, is that um, you know, fluoride, <laughs> fluoride's the the thing, right? Fluoride does mm-hmm. is the be all end all. You've got to have fluoride, and I don't even know if they're doing it anymore, but. Um, we were giving kids the little fluoride pills that they would chew and take yeah. every single day. And, oh. Yeah. And and so fluoride has a lot of problems. So if you if we think about fluoride going into the body, fluoride is actually cancerous, cancerogenic. It is tumorigenic. It's horrible for the thyroid gland. It's it, fluoride is and it's not. It's it is naturally occurring, but we produce it and we have and we use what we use in our in fluoridated water and in a lot of times in toothpaste is actually a byproduct of the chemical industry i mean it's just kind of sick and crazy when you think about it's it's not a naturally occurring fluoride and it's just way too much of it so i don't give my kids i don't give them my i have never given my kids those little pills and i also they also don't use fluoride toothpaste except for every now and then when they feel like it or we get one of those little tubes from the dentist or um, you know, their dad has a tube and they like to use it every now and then. But And it's okay to use every now and then. I think it probably does have some protective qualities as long as they spit it out. But um, And then the dentists also do the fluoride at the checkups. They leave, they put the fluoride on and leave that. And I only do that every other time because, again, a little bit's probably okay, but I don't want my kids exposed to too much fluoride. And the other right. thing, the other thing that you can absolutely overdo fluoride is called, it's called fluorosis. And there's I mean, it's documented, it's well documented, and it happens a lot of times in places where fluoride, the, the water is fluoridated, which they, mm-hmm. put, they put in many municipal water systems because they think everybody needs fluoride for their teeth. Well, it's, it's kind of a catastrophe, I believe. And you can overdo fluoride on the teeth to the point where the teeth will just crumble and fall out. So, wow. Yeah, it's totally the opposite, you know, what, what, yeah. we, what we want to be doing. Um, right. So a little bit of fluoride when you go to the dentist, get, let them go ahead and put that stuff on. But I just, I just don't think we need fluoride te- toothpaste on a daily basis. Right, um, right. So the other thing in the toothpaste that I recommend is that is the removal of glycerin. Glycerin, which is also a natural product, and it can come from plants, and it can even be organic and all this stuff. But they put glycerin in. It's almost like a coating, and I believe that they use it as it's sort of an emulsifier, and it also makes the toothpaste feel good, and it makes your teeth feel smooth. But what it does is it blankets your teeth almost like a plastic jacket. And mm-hmm. it doesn't allow what we were talking about before, how teeth are alive and they're they're flowing and they're interacting with their environment, and your mouth has a natural, you know, microbiome and flora also in our mouth. We want to be able to interact with our with our the environment of our teeth as well. So the, the so when we're trying to remineralize our teeth and heal our teeth with our nutrients and then our topicals, we don't really want that glycerin coating blocking the minerals that we're going to then be applying. Yeah. So these toothpastes are both uh, fluoride-free and glycerin-free, and they often – there's a variety of them, but a lot of times they use clay, which makes them look like like dirt, which is one of them. The name of it is actually the dirt. And (laughs) – but clay is super high in minerals. That's why they use that. And it's also a natural detoxifier. It pulls nutrients out of the teeth and gums. I mean, not nutrients, pulls, um, you know, toxins and stuff out of the teeth and gums. And it, it brightens the teeth and it's really good for the teeth. And then it, they put in different uh, mineral blends and they'll put in essential oils and all sorts of stuff that are all wonderful for the teeth. So you want nice. them to be able to be on, be on the teeth. 
And then, right. so you can go to my website on those. There's a number of different names um, uh, that I can't really pull off the top of my head right now. But go to my website, KatanyaTaylor.com, and go to my top picks for uh, toothpaste and powders. And then the, one last thing, and these are really easy to make at home. In fact, I, there are a few mouthwashes on the market, but I, I don't have any of those. I don't necessarily recommend any of those. I've been making my own. And you basically you use like um, calcium carbonate and you use, or you could use a little bit of clay, you use some water, you use some baking soda, you put some essential oils, you put some mineral drops, and you make this delicious tasting mouthwash that does the same thing that I was saying with with those tooth powders that puts all those minerals. Yeah, puts all those minerals and you can, you know, play around with all your essential oils and and put them in there to taste and make them taste good. And then the essential oils also kill off bad bacteria, but they leave the good guys alive and, you know, they help kind of maintain our natural um, flora in our mouth, which just like our intestines, we have a mouth microbiome. Right. Which is another whole whole podcast and that's super cool. I love it. I love it. Let's put that on the list. Yeah, so I'm going to put up, I'll put up a few, um, I'm going to, I have not yet, but I'll put up a few DIY mouthwashes. And so those are what I recommend, that all that internal nutrition and then the removal of some of those foods, the adding of a couple of those vitamins, and then the topical treatments where you're, you're eliminating some of the things that we don't want to be putting on our body, we don't want to coat our teeth, and we're remineralizing from the outside. So that's it. <laughs> so that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all we got to do. Super easy. So, no, like you said, not easy, but very, very simple. And, again, I mean, I hope everybody listening and and tuning in just realizes exactly how much you put into this. I love chatting with you. Every single time we get together, you you do. You make it seem so effortless that, that we really can just drop down into the basics of what we're doing, and you are here to help us at any given time, and and I hope everybody really does know that uh, if they have a question or something, you know, has struck them that they didn't really uh, get the first time they heard it, I mean, you're just always there for us, and and we're all so much better off for it. So, Katani, thank you so much for everything that you're doing to make the world a a better, healthier, easier to navigate (laughs) in a health aspect place. Thank you, Paula. Thank you so much. This was a wonderful chat today, and we'll do it again in a couple weeks. Thanks for being here. You got it. I look forward to it. Have a great okay. Day. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.